Hey everyone, and welcome to the Trail Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Stoner. Thank you for joining me on another Trail Life journey. Uh, in this episode, I'll be exploring one runner's journey to become the first woman to run across Africa and only the second person to run the continent north to south. It entails about 300 marathons in 19 countries over a year and a half period. And if you're out there trying to calculate, it ends up being about 13,000 kilometers, which here in the US, it's 8,077 miles. Holy shit. <laughs> this is bonkers. It's And it's amazing because it's all for a cause. I love it. My next guest is an ultra running adventure athlete, peak performance coach, mother of two, and author of the upcoming book, Random Ultra Fearless. Let's just dive right into it with Vero Babo. Well, help me turn the turning. Well, help me get it right. I don't want to hurt nobody. Wow, Jeff, you, 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 you literally give me goosebumps. <laughs> I'm speechless now. Take well, you from the bottom I, of my heart. I like to open it up with just a bang, and then it's all just downhill from there. So this. <laughs> first of all, I, I let me uh, let me just say I love the term or title ultra running adventure athlete. Like, I think that's like, it. I don't know, to me, it's got like this more mystique, like intrigue, different sizzle to, to the ultra running community. Um, so I, I always love that. So when I get a chance to talk to athletes that are like this, like you're the second athlete uh, that I've had a chance to talk to in about a month that's done like some really crazy adventure stuff like this. Um, a buddy of mine, Justin True, actually was one of only four people to cross Madagascar from coast to coast. And he's done a number of other ultra um, adventure stuff. And it's, so it's, I, I love kind of tapping into this different like feel of the ultra community. Right. And it's, it's just really fun to, to hear new stories and journeys like this. So thank you very much for being here and, and sharing your journey with with me and with my, with my listeners. First, I thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff, for inviting me, and thank you for energy, and thank you for just creating this space for us. So it's fantastic. Yeah. So to just give uh, my listeners a little bit of background on who you are, I mean, it's it's amazing where you come from and and where you're at now. Uh, and I'm just going to name a few because I was looking at your your full list of events you've done or, or most of the events you've done. And it's, it's amazing, but here's some of the, here's top, the top three that I was able to find out. 2016, you ran over 3000 kilometers across Japan, which equaled a marathon a day for three months, which I think equals about 72 marathons. I think 2018, Malaysia TT ultra winner, which was a 105, uh, 155 mile race. And then in 2019, you were the overall winner and course record holder for the Malaysia coast to coast 275 mile ultra race. Oh my God. That, and that's just the top three that I found. I mean, it, it, <laughs> I, 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 I don't have any words. It's like I said, it's pretty much all downhill from here as this conversation goes for me, because I, I like, there's so much to <laughs> tap into here, but, uh, how does like, I know you live, uh, you're in Vancouver now, if I'm not mistaken, right? But you're you live in Singapore on a regular basis. 
thank, thank, first, thank you again, Jeff. I'm speechless with what you said. Uh, and yes, now I'm momentary in Vancouver because I have two grown up kids who just settle uh, their life in Canada because I'm Canadian. Uh, so I'm temporary in Canada. And anyway, in between, next, my next adventure will be the, the US run. And yes, my life is in Singapore. My husband is there. But anyway, I'm, I'm a bit all over the globe at the moment. So how? So I, I love the fact that you've run races all over the globe. So what's it like? Uh, and I'm just what's the what's running races like in Malaysia versus versus running them here in North America, Canada, or the U.S. Uh, I, I first, Jeff, I love your question because it's a question that I uh, that I used to ask myself. What is the main difference between running? Because when you, you put in your mind that when you run in Southeast Asia, it's it's, it's super hot, like crazy hot, uh, high humidity, the, the the weather condition, to be quite honest are awful, like literally awful. If you compare when I was running marathon and I started doing ultra here in, in Quebec and in Ontario, it's it's two total different world. And why I think I did so well in in overseas, like when I start my, my running journey in UAE and after that in Southeast Asia, uh, I think it's a it's a mix of um because when you you when I reach the level that I reach I didn't reach it by myself. And I reached it because I had a support of amazing people who were believing in me, even like bigger of what I believe in myself. So when I had the opportunity to have this amazing group of people crazy that we can run together and we just lift every every other up, that makes that, do you know what? We just go at, at our highest potential. And to go to your question about, um, about how is to run in Malaysia, in Southeast Asia, is uh, like it was randomly, and it's why the, the, the term random is on my book. I met, <laughs> I met someone because anyway, I, I did a, a race that didn't that go that well. And someone reached, reached out to me. He, he was the director of the race that I usually do in, in, um, in Malaysia. And he told me, oh, you're so good. Your energy is so good. Go and come in to go and, uh, and do my race. And I just do it like this with no plan. And I said, oh, he sounds good. I, li I like his Community and I just going because I feel connected somehow with this this, this man and I was looking his credentials and oh he is like the the the, the beast of Southeast Asia so I, I just go and see what this man can can bring to other people and I feel the community of runners and I feel so connected with this event with the, the, this community of runners that I just did well because what I think for me running is it's not about competition even though if it is but how i live ultra and how i live my life it's all about how you are in connect interconnected with the people who surrounding you with yourself with the environment and how you can become the best person of yourself so when you become the best you just focus to go even further because you just won with your entire yourself environment and so you don't when I run, I never had like one thing about competition, never, ever. I just go. And because of this feeling uh, of interconnectedness, I feel so good that I just go. And the, it, it, it's, it's, it's the only reason why 
I, I think that says a lot of I me. Mean, I, I say this time and time again. Uh, the running community is amazing as far as the support that each each runner gives one another. The run groups that are you know connected within the community. You know, you, you said it yourself. Like you you met you know an amazing group of people out in Southeast Asia and and other areas you've lived at that have helped you kind of expand on this journey and, and be able to compete and, and do these runs and everything else. So it's, it's great to hear that the community of running is just as strong and just as supportive in other parts of the world as, as it is here in the States and or Canada. And, and so that that's, I, I love hearing that. And I think that's part of being a runner is joining a community that's so supportive. Right. So I want to, get into all of this. I mean, nobody just jumps right in to say, Hey, I'm going to run across Africa one day. So there's always a starting point. So that's, um, I, I love hearing where people came from, what their journey was to get to this point. So that's what your book is really about. It's, it's about your journey in getting on and, and doing your first, first run or first race up to where you're now training for Africa. And what's what I love about this book is it all started with a, a broken down treadmill that Mm-hmm. Kind of like stashed into your corner of your little small apartment, right? <laughs> I, I I love your question, Jeff, because you have to 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 like I have to tell you that when I I I had this idea of running, I was kind of in a low phase of my my life with my two little kids, and that was not going that well for them at school. And I said, for me, being outside and doing some exercise was always like my go-to. Was kind of the when people said it's like my therapy for me, it's always going out side was my thing so I said how can I how can I just become better with this like go out of this bad mood so I said okay let's just try something so I was thinking okay if I want to run uh, to go in the world the only sports that is really portable and easy it's running I said okay why not running but the thing is I was so (laughs) I was so how can I say I was so like I, I never been a runner and I said, oh, wow, those professional people with all their, their <laughs> super nice. Oh, I, I cannot, I just cannot go outside and try. And I didn't even have a clue of what running was. I never run in my life. So the uh, my husband said to me, oh, someone at, uh, at work sells this uh, treadmill. It's really cheap. And I said, bring it. And he said, we, we kind of argue. But anyway, I, I, I won this. <laughs> Happy wife, happy life. That's what they always say, right? <laughs> so the treadmill come, and when the treadmill come, I said, but the, the thing is, I, I still don't know how to run. And I and at the time, Google was not that good. But anyway, I, I Google how to start running, and I had this uh, run-walk strategy, and I said, do you know what? I will try this because I was too shy and I was too like almost shameful to go outside and run. I said, I will stick on this until I have 45 minutes on constant running. So I start uh, with this uh, run walk strategy. And uh, after uh, I think three months, I succeed on 45 minutes. So after my 45 minutes, I said, you know what? It's time to go out and run outside. But I was still <laughs> a bit, like really, really, really shy but anyway it was time so I went to the uh, boutique uh, a running boutique near my my place and I go and I said now it's time to have proper running shoes because you have to take in consideration that my shoes was not even running shoes they have full hole on it it was just crap so I went to the running boutique and I said ah I'm doing that I need some proper running shoes 
So he got me running shoes and I said, okay, it's good to have running shoes, but what are you doing with this running now? I need to go, I need to find a challenge. And he showed me a book who uh, was written from beginner, uh, doing a marathon from beginner to expert. And I looked at the book I said, hey, it's cool. I can do that. <laughs> I will try the marathon. And do you know what, Jeff? I knew that if I was trying the half marathon, maybe I would have find so awful that I would not go for the full marathon that I knew subconsciously that I need to try the full marathon. So I said to the guy, okay, I, I buy it and I do the marathon. And the, <laughs> the salesman was looking at me. Uh, you know, it's really, really difficult to run a marathon. Even like experiment people cannot do that. I said, I know, but the book it says for beginner to to advance. So I would just follow the beginner plan. So anyway, he argued like a kind of a, a lot to make sure that I, I didn't get the book. But anyway, I, I take the book and uh, I follow re religiously the beginner plan. And six months after I was doing my first marathon. What was your... I don't know, what was your experience or what was your thought process as you're coming up to that, that start line for the first, your first race? Like what was going through your mind as far as, you know, six months ago, um, you had gotten to this point where you're like, well, I'll try running, but I don't know anything about it. You were a little shy of running outside, right? So you were doing everything on the inside. So now you get to your first race, you step up to the start line. Like, what's your thought process going? Uh, uh, thanks, Jeff, for the question, because it's a, it's something that it's really precious for me. Because before my first training of marathon, I didn't know what wake up at five was meaning. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just like normal. Yeah. So, uh, and I had two, two little kids, so I had to really wake up early to put them at school. And after that, I go to work. So for me, this first tra marathon training uh, built not just my physical, but my my mental was uh, like just expanding in uh, in a version of myself that I couldn't even imagine. And during the, the starting line, I was just laughing inside of me. So, do I really doing this? <laughs> 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 and I was still having this kind of feelings that like the imposter syndrome, I, it's not my place. And I was looking all the yeah. fancy runners and all that. And, but do you know what? I didn't care because for me, I, I still had like this kind of uh, energy of expanding energy and said, wow, I'm really doing it. And I was just like not taking myself seriously because I was not, how can I explain? I was not even myself. I was just like me. As, as just like the energy of me yep. being where I am and to, to make it happen. And what happened was 10K before the end of the race, I met someone who was really struggling, like struggling even uh, worse than I. So I, I started talking with, with him and uh, we, we were, he, he ended up to be like uh, um, ancient. Um, he was working at the army here in Canada and he was uh, talking with like the, the, the post-traumatic syndrome that he had in Afghanistan and all that. So we ended up having a fantastic conversation while doing my first marathon and when we finish we finish end by end at a terrible time I think five hours something I don't remember and it's not important so anyway so we finish end by end and this guy Michelle come and uh, thanks all my family to thanks them because I was uh, helping him to finish the marathon so that was the first experience of my first marathon Oh, that's crazy. And I, I do want to, I do want to add in for all, all the listeners here, because I think it's important to know 
that you didn't start running until you were in your mid thirties, right? So it's not like you, it's not like you were eighteen or nineteen or you know early twenties when you're we're talking about this. You were mid thirties, and you're like, hey, I need to change something with my life. I need to do this, and so that just kind of adds on another layer of everything that you're doing currently, you know, because of of when you started running and and how that journey got got involved. So it's all. I mean, I, I love it. It's I think it's amazing, and it's always great. We always I have a conversation here and there always about when people start running or when should people start running or can older people compete and in races and everything else and it's it's always great i always tell people like you can run at any age you can compete at any age you know as long as you get out there and try and it's it's awesome so um congratulations on that so as as you work in through your first first race and I, i've taken a couple stories from from your book like in those first couple events that you're doing, you're meeting people along the way. As you said, you like to connect people. So it sounded like the first few races that you did, you ended up meeting people along the course and it was kind of like, Hey, you're struggling. I'm struggling. Let's just do this together. And and it comes to the finish. And one of the, one of the stories I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you were trying, like one of your goals was to qualify for the Boston marathon and and I don't remember which race, but you were in a running race. You were really close to getting that qualification and somebody uh, that you passed was not doing so well. So you came back to run with them the rest of the way and you missed your qualification, but you were able to, you took that experience more so than qualifying for Boston. Am I correct on that? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, and this is a really precious uh, memories for me. Uh, I start with this, the, and that was more, uh, at that time was not really a close friend. That was just someone that I know. He was really strong on half marathons. So I said, okay, I will just uh, run with him. And we run together for uh maybe 25k and uh, Jean-Pierre was just like dying he was like he, he couldn't carry on and but my time was faster than what I was imagining to have anyway so I said you know what I will I, I will not let you down just like let's go we carry on and he, and and we were just okay let's go and uh, you see the tree let's let's push on the tree and we, we did this kind of thing and at some, and he was just going better and better and 2K before the end, because we did the entire marathon like this, Jean-Pierre disappeared. And I said, where is he? And he was just not there. And I said, do you know what? I cannot do this race without him hand by hand. This is not what will happen. So I remember I, I literally stopped and I was like looking for him and he didn't come. So I called exactly in the other sense. And I still remember the face of the people. And even so, the finish line is the other way. <laughs> I can only imagine what people's faces look like as you're getting that close. I mean, you're only 2K away. I mean, it's... <laughs> and when I saw, saw Jean-Pierre and, and they see his eyes, I said, oh, and he's like a, a sunshine. And from, I, I don't like less than 2K, I saw him and we, we never, uh, our, our end was both like really old and tight until the finish line. That is one of my most fabulous running memories. So for me, time, even though if I wanted to have Boston, time is, is never the thing. Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever end up qualifying for a Boston, Boston race or no? That was, 
No. Never, never became, it became that past that time. It never really became a goal at that point. Right. No, exactly. Exactly. So, which, which I think leads us into how you got kind of into the trail running aspect, I think, right. Like you kind of realize it's not so much for time, but it's how far you can go. Right. So what was, what was the, the switch in the mind to say, Hey, I want to try a, a 50 K race or a 50 mile race, like, and, and it's on trail. You, you, I assume you probably never run trail at that point in time. What is your mentality and how did you make that decision on switching over to, to trail running? Uh, to be quite honest, I was kind of do not relate to the, the, the group where everything was about time, was about the pace that you run, how fast your intervals is doing. I, it was not just me. And I just realized that, do you know what? I, I cannot run that fast for Boston and I don't bother with it anymore. It's just not me anymore. So I said, the only thing I can try is to try to run longer. And it's when my mom, I just like make a switch and said, this is just me. It's just what I wanted to try. And I remember the first time that I went, like my, my first 50K I did in training, it was like if I reached the sky because I never even, even imagined that you can run 50K. And I just even remember it said, hey, I did 50K. Woo! So, <laughs> <laughs> so when you were doing your, like at this point in time, you were still living in Canada, correct? Yes. yes. So did you end up, like how many... How many trail races did you end up doing in North America before? Because you're, because if I'm not mistaken, and again, always correct me if I'm wrong, but at this point in time, you and your husband were actually looking at moving overseas and stuff, correct? And you were trying to figure all that out. So you're, you're training for these different trail races, but you're also got your mindset on moving over to Abu Dhabi or wherever you're going at this first point in time, like how many races did you end up getting a chance to do before you ended up making that move overseas? Uh, not much. Uh, and it's why this uh, first 50 miles was super important for me because I knew that would be my, my first ultra race and my last one for a long time because I knew uh, I did this race in May and in July we end up moving in UAE. Okay. So, it, which I it brings me to the point where you were in Abu Dhabi because this is an interesting piece of the book that I I kind of enjoyed reading is because everything is different over there obviously and the way uh, women are treated and and what you can and can't do and everything else and so how difficult was it to actually get into running and to meet other runners in Abu Dhabi because it's, it, <laughs> I think you said you were listed on your visa as housewife. So that kind of creates this issue for what you can and can't do. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah and uh, it's, you touch a really important point in my life, Jeff, because uh, I've always been working from all, all my life and I have my master's degrees and I've been journalist for a long a lot of time. So for me, working is part of my identity. I cannot even imagine and go and, and, and come from scratch. But what happened for me when we move is it's exactly, it's like if you, the, the, the luggage of your life that you carry for all your life that you think it's you suddenly boom it's not you anymore so how you recreate yourself with nothing because what i learned during the time is in fact 
we are nothing. We are what we want to create from our yeah. own life. Uh, so, but I, I can't say that now because it's been 10 years, but when I arrived, <laughs> it was really difficult because uh, I was scared to go out of the compound where, where, uh, where we were because outside a female alone, I, I, I wouldn't take the risk of, of making it like done. Uh, so it took me a lot of months to see, you know what, running is part of my life. So I, I maybe need to expand my horizon and, and see if other people are, are out there. And it's where I, uh, I found a, a running group where even now those people that I met are my precious friend, like uh, they are family for me even now. So that means that when you open, when you are willing enough to just throw out all the negativity and all what you think life should be and say, do you know what? We start from scratch and I'm just open to change and I'm open to transformation. This is where magic happens because it, yes, it's not the perfect country, but it's not that worse that people may even think. So it's how we decide to create our own life that everything is in there, I think. Yeah, so uh, I totally agree. Um, I, I think it's it's what you make of, of life, right? I think that's it's it's the adventure along the way. What I'm interested in though is as you're trying to find runners to run with or trying to venture out and get into the running over there in that area, like what's the what's the environment like or what's the atmosphere like of you trying to like are you running on I assume the trails, trying to find trails over there is kind of few and far between. So it's mostly you're going back to the road aspect of it. Are women getting together in groups and running in that sense, or is it kind of like, how does that work? Uh, uh, first, it's uh, the group was mainly expat and expat okay. from all, all around the world. So it's, it's it. one thing. And uh, we come with all the same crazy mentality. And at that time, it had like me and another really crazy fast runner from US who were like, oh, I want to do like 100 miles. I want to do more. And we were like, okay, let's just do it. It's like a, a bunch of people with just like uh, creating this, this space of energy in this space of craziness together and uh, I end up doing my first 100 miles with my people from from UAE so we create this space and we just like move forward and we grow in this kind of uh, ultra aspect so and uh, just to give you an idea we wake up at 2 a.m on a Saturday to run a mountain who was like an one hour and a half of driving from Abu Dhabi just to run for four or five hours but that was not even a, a chore because that was like our time that we connect together yeah. it it was fabulous and even now uh, i miss those people like, uh, like like my family so it was incredible time and if i become the runner that i am today uh, it's on them because i in any other place in the world, I would have been able to do that far and with this sense of accomplishment and this sense of, you know what, I can do better because we all are together to put themselves up. So how does, I guess, kind of fast forwarding to, you know, what you're preparing for now, like you, like you said, you're preparing for Vancouver to San Diego um, is your next thing in next October. And then after that, it's the, uh, the Africa run, which we'll get into in a second. But how does, how does like your experiences overseas in like Abu Dhabi and Singapore, like how do, how do those experiences and those communities shape the way 
you run now or what you what you are putting into the effort into now like how does how are you how are you shaped by those those communities there i i i love your question because i i think about it so much i sure now but we never know but i wouldn't be the same person that i am now if i didn't have those 10 years in the back of my, my mind because for me uh i was not like a fast runner i nothing like uh, give like <laughs> I, I was not an athlete i was like just me okay so yeah. I, I had nothing in life who prepared me to be where i am now the only thing who helped me to become where i am now is the 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 the, the power of the community and the fact that i was just able to change myself and to grow with this environment and to be one with this entire thing we call like the world and uh, what happened to me at a certain point is when uh, one of the big turning points is when I've been in Japan in 2016 I was I I was not even planned to have this feedback of people because people just stopped me uh, everywhere to ask me what the hell I was doing there because I had like <laughs> a gigantic Canadian flag and with this uh, baby stroller with my daughter and it was she's crazy and I was just said yeah I just run in Japan because simple as I want to try if I can do that when at that time no one would have even said that I can do that because I was just a casual runner and that's it. But I said, do you know what? I will try it anyway and I will do it my best and see what happened. And what happened is I I connect with just amazing people where we where I, I just like scratched the surface of something even deeper of what human can be because we are so busy being in our day-to-day -day life that mm -hmm. you, you, you don't know what the the other person uh, really feel and really have inside and you don't even know what the the other country uh, feel so what happened for me was a massive interconnectedness with the people with the environment because japan it's an amazing beautiful country and i said do you know what I knew that when I start this, that my life could change at this moment. And it's exactly what happened because I said, I cannot come back and be the same veil that I was because it's a, it's a, it's a huge opportunity just in front of me. And when I, I end up finish, finishing this uh, one marathon a day for 72 days, and I couldn't even imagine that I was doing so fast myself. Why I did it so <laughs> fast? <laughs> because I knew that at the end, my husband and my uh, my my smaller uh, son would have come and we are big Disney fans so I love all Disney thing and we have a Disney in Japan and I said you know what let's let's do it I'll have more time to go to Disney Japan <laughs> so so wait I'm, I, I'm gonna back up just for a second did you did you take your were you with your stroller the entire way you did this? Yeah, but my daughter who was just turning 18 and at that kind of age, sometimes it's not always easy. So I said, you know what? The best way of growing and becoming the best 
person that we can do is to do adventure. And my daughter was loving like Japan and anime and uh, Japanese music and all yeah. that. I said, just come. So, and she was not that prepared. So she come with her bicycle. So she was with her bicycle and on the back of the bicycle, uh, we had like this baby stroller okay. uh, with all the tent in it. Got so it. Okay. we just decide, okay, let's, let's sleep there. Let's sleep uh, there. Oh, so, so you didn't even have like it wasn't even a planned deal as far as hey we're gonna stay in this town or this town you you pretty much were just prepared to camp the entire time yeah and it's what we did so we just like oh, camped wow. everywhere we we camped near temple it, and we camped so on the amazing scenery it, it Jeff when you experiment that do you know what you don't want to come back in the the, the normal life anymore and now oh. you have every day that I miss this this place because for me it's where i'm on my best person and on my best person for myself and the best person for the people around me so and i think it's where when you you realize what is your i would say greatness or when your entire power is and how you can uh, grow and reunite on the people around you to do the best it's 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 our mission to to do why we are on on this planet and for me it's it's doing this while giving the best for others because for me it's it's all interconnected oh god yeah a hundred percent and i i don't think as a <laughs> i don't think us as humans have a chance to explore as much as we probably should at this point in time anymore right too many people are connected to to their cell phones or computers that they don't get a chance to go out and do these type of adventures. And so it's amazing to hear that type of, and it's great that your daughter was able to experience that as well, you know? So it's, so it's kind of a twofold thing, right? You get a chance to spend all this time with one of your children and here, and you're seeing Japan, she's seeing Japan at the same time. And it's, it's, it's just says a lot about, uh, you know, about you and, and what you strive to, you know, to go out and seek and, and adventure. So that's awesome. So, um, I want to get into, uh, this Vancouver to San Diego, um, experience. So you're doing, you're, you're running Vancouver to San Diego next October, and you're doing it mainly to raise awareness for your Africa run, which I think is great because you're doing it for cause you're doing it to help provide clean water to these cities or areas that you're going to, right? So you're working with, what is it? Thirst, thirst for life that you're working with. Yeah. So doing the Vancouver to San Diego, what are like, explain, explain this, this route to me. What are you, what are you trying to do here to help raise awareness? How are, how are you looking to raise awareness for, uh, for this Africa run? Uh, thank you, Jeff. And if I can add something really quickly, uh, yeah. why Africa and why water? Because I've been in Africa myself uh, when I have like uh, late 20, uh, early 30. And the first thing that is like not shocking me, it was like, I need to do something against it because uh, I was living in um, a remote area in Senegal uh, where water doesn't exist, where um, like young um Young, young, young female was uh, stopping school because they had to help uh, to bring water in. They have to bring uh, to help the, the the family to get things done. And I said, how? on hurt we can do as a Canadian, a super fortunate that I just go in the sink and having water, that mm. I had this kind of pills to put on my water when all the other people didn't have the luxury to have this pill. How? I ha 
why me? And I, I didn't feel uh, in sync with that. And I had this kind of water on top of my head. And I said, this is so heavy. And how many times the, 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 those people waste and how many, oh, yeah. uh, if they have access to water, this young lady would have been at school and created something for her and creating something for our country. And I said, I need to do something against it. But at that time, I had nothing. I had no idea what to do. So fast forward after uh, after Japan, when I came back, I said, this is it. I need to do the 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 land of Africa for this cause. And for me, it's not about, oh, I just give a bit money of the charity. No, uh, for me, it's about like my life is giving back to those people because it's so easy to get caught in what we have and what we don't have yet because we are so used to have more comfort. So we, we live in the states of lack without even thinking that the other part of the world that we have on the same world don't even have the basic needs uh, to, to drink and to, to wash themselves yeah. and to have the basic hygiene. So everything starts from there. And uh, why US is because I want to create a community out of it. Because for me, running, it's almost like uh, and like the, the it, it, it's, it's not even important because for me, it's all about community, putting people together and having this awareness about the, the water in, in everywhere in the world. And in US, I have the privilege to work with adventure scientists who already work to um, make sure that you will have you in US enough clean and safe water. And, and the West Coast is not so easy to have a clean and safe water everywhere in, in, in US. So I think like in US, you have some problem with clean water in Canada with the, our indigenous in Ontario, they also have problem with clean and safe water. For me, it's everything. When you don't have clean and safe water, you cannot go to study. You cannot have your basic needs met. So for me, it's everything. So I will start my journey in US to just bring more awareness and help other amazing, uh, amazing organization like adventure scientists who uh, work on that same topics. So it's, it's for me, uh, I, when I start running for this cause, do you know what? I won't I won't stop. Uh, so that will be US and after that Africa. And after that, we also uh, start planning some plan in India, Southeast Asia, because it's 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 a world cause. And uh, I my my role is to see, do you know what? We are all interconnected. And if you expand and you think about more than what your just world is, we just create a world like uh, amazing thing so it's 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 my it's my life mission oh that's, that's so great to hear um you know and, and doing something I, I think you're i think you're in the right play trying to do something where it raises awareness before you go over there i think uh, you know having the opportunity to talk to people here in the states and and you know they're running communities uh here in the states along the way um just creates even more buzz about it and it's, it's it's perfect so what's the what's the distance between mileage or, or kilometers what's what's the distance between vancouver and san diego that you're doing and how long do you think it's going to take you 
So uh, I will need to be really speedy if I want to do like the the complete uh, the, the complete uh, length. It's uh, four thousand uh, less than four thousand k. Okay. Uh, and the, the thing is, I I want to do some uh, some detour, uh, go to Grand Canyon, and go to the all those <laughs> wonderful things that I didn't uh, have <laughs> to see, uh, and to be immersed with like uh, your wonders that you have in the US. So uh, hopefully, uh, I will be able to make it in three months. Uh, as is the entire length of my visa will last. Oh, that's, that's great. That's right. That's, you have to do the visa um, timeframe. So uh, that just means you have to move your ass when you get down exactly. closer to the Southern California, right? Exactly. <laughs> if you're short on time, you just got to speed up. Exactly. <laughs> um, what's the time difference between uh, your, like finishing this, the Vancouver to San Diego and then when you shift gears over to Africa, what's, what's the time separation there? And so if I can uh, add something, uh, now we are finishing all the, 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 the money the, the money the money thing so we are finalizing all the sponsorship and all that and uh, so as soon as we finalize the sponsorship and all that I start running in US so I'm hoping to to run as soon as after Christmas so January or February oh, oh so and so you're the, looking the, to the do money. this okay so you're looking to do this earlier in the year not not just wait until October you're waiting to get get going as soon as you can yeah because if it was not uh, like if it was not about the money I would have I mean, right in Africa right now, uh, <laughs> and maybe it will be in India, or I don't know. So yeah. for me now, the only the the only block is money, but I know that will come. So, but anyway, so as soon as I have the money, I start in uh, from Vancouver to San Diego. So hopefully. I see that in February I start, and in May I'm done. I rest a little bit, and in July I start in Africa. So I wanted to, as soon, like I said, as soon as I start, it's a new life for, uh, I, I would say for me, yes, but for the people around me, because I want to see this change. I, when I will be in Africa, I want to see this uh, filter in every village to, to, to be in. I want to create like uh, having a, a movie around this, not because it's it's about me, because that is not about me. It's about- no, it's, about the, it's about the journey and it's about, you know, the, the community yeah. support that you're giving out, whether it's raising awareness for the clean water, or getting more people involved. It, it, I totally get it. I mean, it's, it's an awesome journey for sure. Um, I, I'm really interested in logistics of Africa. So let's talk about that because this is this is a year and a half we're talking about or <laughs> estimated year and a half. So, uh, you know, after, like I said, I talked to my buddy, Justin, who who tried to run across just even Egypt and he had some logistical issues in Egypt. Like as you're dealing with these different countries, have you had the opportunity? opportunity or do you have a representation that talks to uh, each one of these different countries or municipalities to let them know like, hey, we are coming, we're doing this, we're raising, you know, we're bringing clean water into this, to the communities. Like what's, what's the logistics behind all the, the entire thing? And, and, and this is huge and we need to take it as uh, in consideration. So someone will be in, in Africa, make sure that our visa will be, will be fine, that everything is fine for the police that the, when we cross border, uh, they you will say okay let's go uh you're fine politically and everything is fine you can go so we we will have someone uh on in every place to make sure that we we are fine uh so and i know in egypt the police will probably have to have a uh, 
police escort. So we already like we already know that, and we'll have uh, someone on uh, on the ground to make sure that we are okay. So this is this is like a non-negotiable thing. And uh, um, with me, uh, the the goal is to have. Two to two to three crew with me to make sure that uh, we are doing uh, okay. Uh, and for the rest, like I said, uh, you start with a plan in your mind. Oh and yeah. That will end up. Do you know what? No, no. It's that it's be- never. There's always going to be something that's going to go unexpected. And you're going to have to veer off course a little bit, or you're going to run into something that you're going to have to fix along the way. That's 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 all part of the adventure, right? That's. Hey. <laughs> um, so you've got two or three. Uh, people with you, you got a caravan that's going to go with you. Are, is uh, is thirst for life? Like, what's what's their scenario as far as their logistics? They're following along with you um, yes. as you get into these areas. Are they? Do they have something that's already set up in some of these locations, or this is completely like start from ground zero and you're building it up with with this uh, foundation? Yeah, it's it's exactly so. The the plan is when we arrive, like let's say near a village where the nano filter will be built. So okay. they, they they will go by themselves and build the the filter before I arrive. And when I arrive, that will be the celebration of the filter. That will be like the kickoff of the filter. So that means that my journey, uh, yes, I will do like a crazy thing. My goal is to do one marathon a day and all that. But the main goal is to see those filter and to dance with the people and to celebrate the fact that, do you know what? Those people, their life will change because before I arrived, they didn't have water and now they have access to water. And the woman there will have the, oppos- the, the opportunity to uh, to get involved in the process of being an entrepreneur to take care of this filter. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's it's a life changing for so many people that it's 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 my cause and it's what it's it's uh, I'm committed to do it until until my last breath. Yeah. So what? Uh, how long does it take them to build the filter? Like, do you know? Do you know that logistics of that? Yeah, they they said that it's a, it's a few days. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Just, no, a, it's, just a few day install, huh? That's cool. Yeah. So that means that they're able to now. How many how many cities and how many like. How many cities are you looking to help out and affect, or how many filters are they putting in along this whole entire journey? Do you do you know that information? Uh, it's and it's one of the reasons why I decide to go for US first because uh, how can I explain that everything is based on the the money that we will raise. More money we'll raise will create more filters to the people. Oh, okay. So uh, it, and and for me, like the goal is. Uh, at least 1,000, but if we can have filters in every village that uh, <laughs> we will put, it, it's good. And I'm even uh, open to to run the other side of Africa to make more filters to everyone. So it's 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 what people have to understand. Like the run is just a little portion of my work. My work is really to make an impact, a real impact in this world and to see the life of those people will change. So uh, the goal is 1000, but uh, let's aim for the the star. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'd like to hear that. <laughs> what's the, what's like your 
course. Is this, is, are you following, uh, it can't be paved roads the entire way. You're going to get off onto dirt roads. And so you got a little bit of, a little bit of everything. Do you, are you having to go up and over mountains and stuff too? Like what's the, how did you decide upon the course? I maybe that's the question I should ask. How was the course decided upon? Like, did you look at that and say, okay, this is, this is where vehicles can go. This is what we're going to do. You don't want to get off too far off course there. Cause then you don't have to be stuck out somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Right. So, but the the the, the route was uh, dra- uh, drawn by the the main crew that I had, uh, who was um, a, a travel uh, a travel person with for for other people. So he did this route so many times, and it's the most common route and is the most safe route. So uh, it's like if you if you if you look on uh, on Google, this is the most common common route. But yes, we will have place uh, where it's it's nothing and uh, some some um some some other country that I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm a bit concerned, of course, because like uh, just before Kenya, it's 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 really really illy. So how can I how can I make sure that I, I I will be able to do all those mountain stuff? This is to be honest, this is the unknown, and yeah. how how we will make sure to have a base and we will make sure to have enough water. I will have on on the truck and a kind of nano filter. Uh, <laughs> on on the wheel, so yeah. we will never go back and get out of water. So this is done. And the other important thing that will be super important to have is to have a base of food. How, how we build like if we have enough food and if we have enough water and enough fuel, we're good to go. I, I don't know enough about Africa to understand um, point A to point B to point C. I would assume. And uh, because you're going to finish in Cape Town, right, in South Africa. So I would assume because South Africa is, a, you know, is a little bit more urban of a, you know, a country than, than, you know, Kenya or whatever. Like, I guess it's going to depend on how many filters along the way each area gets, right? Because Cape Town probably doesn't need as much as Senegal and, and Kenya and all that stuff. So it's, that's kind of determined by, I would assume, thirst for life and and those people to say, okay, we need, you know, two here, ten here, five here. Is that is that pretty much how that how that works? And I, I like your question, Jeff, because in fact, I, the minimum will take is one year and three months. But I, to be honest, I doubt that it will be so quick. For 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 my um, where I'm standing now, that will be probably more around two years because every place we need to stop to create those filter. So yeah. it's to celebrate that and all that. So uh, the the main goal is to give water and me and uh, why I choose running because when you run you need water. When you run you don't have this fancy makeup, so you can uh, uh, you can connect with with the people. And uh, I think water is the main connection with everyone and everything how many and you you probably don't know this so and i and so excuse me if, uh if this is way off base here but how many people do you estimate this will help or affect do you do you have an idea yeah, yeah. we we create like a, a page with every people in every village uh, th- that will be billions because if you if you amazing yeah that's billions with a B, everybody. That's <laughs> that is uh, that's that's an amazing number, and and uh, you know I uh, applaud you for for doing this and and 
getting out there and, and seeking this adventure. Um, yes, it's great that it, it could be a world record. You could be the you know only female to, to do this, but it's more than that, right? It's building the community, building, you know, keeping the human race, you know, safe and, and providing them one of those things that everybody needs. So it's, it's amazing. So if wanted, if, if people want to donate to the cause, how do they, how do they go about doing that right now? Uh, um, uh, I have everything on my website for like uh, one-on-one, uh, like uh, individual donation. You go on my website, but if you uh, have a corporate sponsorship or something, uh, send me a message personally because uh, we have everything to for tax number and all that. So, and and like you said, Jeff, I, I cannot agree more on what you said. For me, I'm just like, the, the 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 person who doing who make it happen but that needs to make it done we need to stop this uh this unbalance in life and it's 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 bigger than me and i remember just uh, last week when i hired someone and he said uh and he's from south africa and he said well how can i ask you a question i said yes uh, if you get up injured and if you have something in your legs or something do, do you stop your mission and i said wow I love your question because for me, even if I had to, like when I would be really, really old and um, to answer for the, the question that people don't know, I'm 48. Uh, so I will have like the, 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 the kind of <laughs> the crunches. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's uh, nothing, nothing will stop me. And it's why um uh, if you have some people around you can donate, you no, know, it's for the, the greater cause because it's it's bigger than myself and it's my mission here and nothing will stop me to make it done. Nice. Well, that, that does bring up a good point and, and I'm glad you, you brought that in is, um, you know, when it comes to the medical, I assume part of your team is going to be some kind of medical professional, right? Like, but also to that point is how does the logistics of overnight you know, work? Is this more of a, you know, areas where there is access to housing, you're going to take advantage of that? Or is this more of a, hey, we're going to, we're going to be able to camp here in these, these spots. Like what's that look like throughout the course of the, the, the route? Yeah. Uh, and then as I had like a, a really bad anaphylaxis reaction recently, so we need to have exactly where is the hospital along the way, uh, how long it will take, uh, where, so it's, on the route, we start already to plan it, but more and more we, we come close to Africa, everything will be will, will be right because uh, safety is our priority. So safety makes like my safety, but that doesn't mean that my, my crew will not having. So it's the safety of everyone who's first. So the hospital will be taken care of uh, the, the, where we can sleep. Uh, everything will would take uh, in consideration and um so yes so safety is uh, is, is everything well i again i can't applaud you enough for everything that you're doing and and doing to you know bring clean water to africa it's it's amazing it's and that's i love hearing that uh from the coming out of the running community right like this is it just shows how great this community is all, all together. And, and I'm sure you're going to meet some amazing people along the way. Um, and I hope you are very successful in what you do. And I hope that once you're done, 
that you'll come back on the podcast and we can chat about your adventure through yeah. Africa, because that's going to be, that would be really fun to, to hear how, what the experience was over this, over the course of a year and a half to two years. But be, be, before, uh, Jeff, you, you just said that you, you are uh, in the, the West Coast of US. So uh, I welcome you to run a few K with me. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, you will be super fast and I will try to keep up with you. But uh, <laughs> I, I well, any, anybody, anybody who's listening to this podcast and knows me knows that I am the slowest runner that they'll possibly meet when it comes to running distances. So um, I am happy to go out there with you. And, and <laughs> if you want to run a slower pace with me just for a little bit, bit i'm totally cool with that but uh i know you're you're probably a lot faster than i am but (laughs) (laughs) but i will say this if once you get into uh you know orange county san diego area i would love to join you and and run it run a few miles with you and and see maybe we can get some of our san diego running community here to to run with you as well so we'll 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 make sure some of that happens so we'll keep in touch on that in the u.s and they they just want to pop up and and run with me uh it's 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 community and it's uh, it's creating something bigger than ourselves it's all about so uh, just come now so based on that will you like will people be able to follow along like on your website or like where you're at or is there an app that that you can track your gps app or something that you can track where you're at yeah and now it's not like obviously not done yet but uh we uh everything will be made that do you know what it's it's a community uh, space more we will create this community for everyone more we can grow and more we can impact most people so it's it's all about us it's all about humanity oh definitely well i again i really thank you for coming in and sharing your your adventure and your your journey into into running and into trail running it's it's always great to hear these stories and what i will do is uh in the show notes i will put your website i will put uh any links as far as if, if anybody wants to donate uh, to the cause. We'll have those links in there. I will post uh, Vero's social media tags as well, or social media um, handles. So that way you guys can connect with her, ask questions, get to know what she's all about and what she's doing this for. It's it's an amazing story. So if you get a chance to, and then your book, uh, Random Ultra Fearless, comes out when? It comes out in early next year? Uh, yes. At the end of the month, we will make a pre-launch. So uh, stay tuned. We will have a pre-launch and uh, early January, February, that will be uh, on sale. So uh, we will make like a, a big thing of the pre-launch in, in a few weeks time. So yes. Uh, nice. Well, very cool. Well, I can't wait to, I mean, I've had a chance to, to read almost all of the book and it's, it's been amazing so far. So for those who are looking to hear, like read, or even, are you going to be an audible version? Yes. Yeah, yes, yes. Oh, then perfect. Anybody who likes to hear and listen to or read, you know, some really cool, uh, running experiences and stories, then Vero has got one for you. I mean, it's, it's amazing. So I can't thank you enough for being here. I appreciate it. And thanks for sharing your, your trail journey with us. Uh, thanks, Jeff, to inviting me and y- y- your amazing energy and your amazing, amazing also continue to being you. It's, it's just great. Thank you. All right, that'll do it for another episode of the Trail Life Podcast. I appreciate Vero Burbo for uh, joining me today. What 
an amazing woman. Um, first of all, I, I love talking to adventure athletes or ultra running adventure athletes. It's the second uh, individual I've had a chance to talk to. I've got another one uh, scheduled out here in the next few weeks. It's such an interesting concept to me that people are really pushing their limits and doing it, you know, mostly for a cause. And it's awesome. And hers is no exception to run across Africa, but also be providing clean water to billions of people um, at the same time. I hope she's successful. I hope she's able to do it. Um, And I actually look forward to having her on the show after uh, this is over with so that we can talk about a little bit more and her experiences and her journey on that. Anybody who's in the Vancouver all the way up to San Diego area that wants to follow along with her run here on the West Coast, anybody here who is in San Diego that wants to join her, um, I'm going to probably jump in with her for a uh, few miles um, as she's getting into San Diego area here uh, earlier than the next year. You can just follow right along with her. I guess she's going to have a GPS app set up or website set up that you can follow along so you can kind of tell where she's at on that course. Um, but yeah, it was an amazing conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, as always, I thank you for listening in. And I'll see you on the trails real soon. Music for the Trail Life Podcast was provided by the Poor Dirty Astronauts with lyrics written by Matt Meyer. Matt Meyer.